Several starters on the defensive side of the football aren't practicing this week for the Green Bay Packers. Can they survive a game against the Detroit Lions? We'll ask Dave Schrader of WBAY-TV in Green Bay. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. fans welcome to railbird central at cheesehead tv i'm your host brian caravu we're talking some packers football this morning we're getting ready for an upcoming game against the detroit lions this sunday to do that we have a guest joining us on the phone this morning expert interview we have dave schrader of wbay tv he's a sports reporter there dave how you doing this morning I'm great. How about yourself? Very good. We're glad you could join us and help us preview this Lions game a little bit. And there's lots we have to talk about here and lots of questions, especially about depth on the defensive side of the football. Dave, what, what's the latest on the Clay Matthews injury and his chances of playing on Sunday? Well, he's just been riding at a stationary bike during the Packers practices this week. A lot of times with a hamstring with Clay, you've seen him miss at least one week. The only time I can see or recall, I should say, him not missing a week with hamstring was two years ago when they had that week three bye or week four bye. He sat at the bye week and came back, but it was still a two-week injury then. So I would not be holding my breath that you'll see him this week. The Packers might be cautious and pull them out. Yeah, that certainly would be a blow to the Packers' defense, but uh, better safe than sorry, I guess, if it really comes down to that. Um, elsewhere on the defense, how much will the Packers miss Latroy Guyon, who appears to be out with a couple weeks with a sprained MCL? Yeah, Latroy Guyon had a great game in Minnesota. He loves to play against his former team. That was, of course, before he left the game with injury. But that entire defensive line, there were so many question marks. They were so thin in terms of sheer numbers, thanks to uh, Pinnell's suspension and whatnot. But, you know, they're going to have to rely on the youngster Kenny Clark a little more. They brought up Price to the active roster, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, so, I mean, do you expect Kenny Clark to play a bigger role on Sunday with Guyan out? Yeah, I think he's just going to have to play more snaps just due to the numbers game. But uh, we'll, we'll get to see how he is. Coach McCarthy said he made a jump week one to week two. Is looking for another jump this week. So, I guess we'll see, but... I think the reason people aren't as worried as they might otherwise be is because that run defense has been so, so good, and Mike Daniels has been such a force on that line that uh, he can mask some other issues because he's wrecking up opponents' game plans. Yeah, that's a good point about the run defense. They've been so good uh, early this season, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch Kenny Clark, the first-rounder, play a bigger role this upcoming week. Um Dave, news on Thursday had Sam Shields seeing a concussion specialist. How serious do you think his situation is? I think that's a very serious issue. Last year he missed more than a month. He missed four full games with a concussion. 
He went out in, I believe, the second quarter at home against the Cowboys. Then he missed the game at the Raiders, at the Cardinals, against the Vikings in the season finale, then the wild card game. If you'll recall, those were games where the Packers struggled mightily. They lost two of those four games, barely beat the Raiders, struggled against Washington for a time. But when he returned for the playoffs against the Cardinals, that defense was a different defense, even with Sam dropping three would-be interceptions that could have changed that game. He had his fingerprints all over that contest. So with that shield, the Packers might struggle in the secondary, as you saw them do last week. And I'm not sure when he'll be back. Three, four, five weeks? Who knows? Yeah, you mentioned all the games they struggled last year with Sam Shields. Well, last week they struggled. At least Demarius Randall did uh, in the Packers secondary. So they could sure use Sam Shields, but who knows when we'll see him. Now, Dave, when you combine the Morgan Burnett injury along with the injury to Shields, how, how big are these problems in the Packers secondary as a whole? Well, I mean, Demarius had a bad game last week. I don't think he's going to have a bad game every week. But you mentioned the combined powers of that. I think they'll be all right if, if Micah Hyde all right. Of course, Hyde left the game but returned against the Vikings. He has been practicing this week, so... We'll have to see, but if Hyde's not 100% and if he's a shell of himself on the field, uh, that would be a bad sign for the secondary. Most certainly. We're talking to Dave Schrader of WBAY-TV, a sports reporter and anchor there. Uh, this is Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Uh, Dave, uh, thus far I've asked a lot of questions about the defense, but to turn to the offense for a second, I'm, I'm curious if you were there for Aaron Rodgers' press conference on Wednesday this week and what you made of his comments. Oh, I was there, and I was so glad he finally spoke his mind. You know the Packers. They so often keep it all buttoned up. They follow their coach's approach on down through the ranks. Don't say anything, don't provide headline material, just shut up, keep your head down, do your job type of stuff. It was refreshing. It took until his final question of a 10-minute media availability, but he finally told the media what he thought of all those criticism questions. And, and that was kind of refreshing. It's interesting that he says we have our job to do, but we honestly don't know what he's going through. I mean, we're professionals. We, we study this a little bit, but he is right. We don't know exactly what the execution flaws are all the time. And if he thinks the Packers are close, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, at least through this week. If they lose at home to the Lions, though, no benefit of the doubt for anyone on that team. You know, he criticized the media for, you know, not knowing what's going on, but couldn't he at least put things in layman's terms? I, I think that's what, you know, especially fans expect out of him, and he kind of declined to do that. Well, yeah, he was pressed to say, okay, if you're not pleased with the media criticism, then how are you viewing yourself? What do you think about this? He did say that the West Coast offense is a timing offense and that if we're a little bit off, it looks like a mile off to the, to the layman. But then when asked to say, okay, inside the locker room, what are you guys saying about your performances? He said, we're going to keep that inside the locker room. That's for us to know and not for us to talk about. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Dave, do you think the Packers' offense as a whole is capable of uh, getting back on track both Sunday and the season as a whole? I, I think they can. <laughs> or maybe I should say I hope they can because it's a lot more fun to watch when they're clicking on all cylinders. And it has been true. They've been on the road for four straight weeks. Through those preseason weeks, it doesn't matter. But that offense can do so much more at the line of scrimmage with communication at home that they can't do on the road. 
Uh, before we let you go here, uh, what, what's your prediction for the game on Sunday? I think it'll be a pretty close game. Matthew Stafford, even without Calvin Johnson, is doing some kind of special stuff this year. Julius Peppers told me yesterday that Stafford looks better on tape now without Calvin. The ball's coming out faster, and whether that's because he's not waiting for Calvin down the field to get open, he's trusting his other receivers more, I don't know. Julius didn't know, but he says he looks better on tape. So, I mean, do you have a like a game score with Packers win, oh, Packers lose? Uh, Packers got 27 in Jacksonville. I'd say they'll probably get 28 at home. I don't think that defense gives up any more than 17. So. I've got 28-17, although it could be wrong. Sounds good. I've got a prediction that's going to be close to that coming up soon. But, Dave, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us this morning. Appreciate your insight, and uh, keep up the good work at WBAY. All right, thanks. You got it. All right, take care. Dave Schrader of WBAY-TV joining us here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. Packers news of the day. All right, so we talked a lot about injuries on the defensive side of the football, but another notable one happened on the offensive side when T.J. Lang sat out Thursday's practice with a hip issue which was a little curious because he was a full practice participant on Wednesday. Now, there's little we know about Lang's injury that the injury report doesn't tell us, uh, but you will remember that he missed exactly one snap in last week's game against the Vikings and was replaced by Don Barclay, who promptly gave up a sack in just one snap. (laughs) That's a scary proposition if Lang couldn't go this upcoming Sunday. But hopefully this is just something precautionary. Uh, If you're a regular follower of this show, you'll know I'm not a proponent of Don Barclay. I think the Packers almost needed to keep him as long as Corey Lindsley is injured but I can't advocate him holding on to him, you know, more than that, longer than that. Once once Lindsley comes back, I think at least Don Barclay should be the odd man out when Lindsley comes off the pup list. Um, I mean, that could be that could change based upon injuries to other players, but that's where I stand at this moment in time. And whether that comes to fruition or not, we'll see. Uh But in transactional news, roster moves, to address the depth issues on the defensive line, and by the way, Dayton Jones also hasn't practiced this week with a knee injury. We didn't talk about that with Dave Schrader, but he's also listed on the injury report. Anyway, the Packers promoted Brian Price, a rookie defensive lineman from the practice squad, and it'll be interesting to see if he plays on Sunday because on, on one hand, you, you might think he's in the pecking order behind players like Dean Lowry and Christian Ringo, both who have been on the roster since opening day. But, you know, Price might have the upper hand if the Packers are looking for a run-stuffing nose tackle. This, of course, with Latroy Guyon being out. You know, Lowry is more of your prototypical five technique end, and Ringo is more of an interior pass rusher. Uh, Of course, they may all be called to play a slightly different role on the defensive line based on the situation, based upon injury issues, things like that. 
Uh, but I wonder here if, if price is actually going to play a role just, just shortly after you know being promoted by the Green Bay Packers. He was with the team during training camp. He was one of their undrafted rookies signed right after the NFL draft. So he's been with them, you know, since as as long as a rookie can be. So he's he's learned as much as he can this thus far. Uh, there's a lot more to be learned from playing in a regular season NFL game and learning the tricks of the trade and things like that and actually getting his feet wet, you know, like I said, in, in, a, in a meaningful NFL game, which is a whole lot different from the preseason. But uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if, if the Packers keep Brian Price, you know, when, when Mike Pinnell comes back from suspension after week four of the season. Uh, he's, he's out till then. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Packers are going to do. And again, this, this could all change. They suffer another injury and that could just totally, you know, make things moot right there. Um, but I, I, I tend to think maybe this is just a, a temporary fix. You know, when Pennell comes back, that, that price could go back down on the practice squad. Um, but I suppose we'll address that in, in two more weeks uh, once Pennell comes back because there's there's no use, you know, really talking about it now when, you know, Price is yet to play a down, which could affect things uh, once he does and we see him in action and uh, in, injury issues to other players as well. Um, but but to kind of address, you know, some, some other issues affecting the Packers here, Clay Matthews, as we talked about with Dave Schrader, he has both ankle and hamstring injuries. Uh, apparently, his ankle is what knocked him out for a few snaps early in the Vikings game this past Sunday. And then the hamstring issue is what kept him off the field late. Now, the, the hamstring has been a recurring issue for him ever since his rookie year in the NFL. And, and I don't know, it, it seemed to... I'm not sure what Dave Schrader was seeing. You know, I don't think the hamstring has actually bothered Clay Matthews in, in the past few years. I, I know from like 29 to 2012, it seems like the hamstring was kind of an on and off issue for Clay Matthews. And I don't know, maybe it's actually impacted him since that time, but maybe he's played through it. You know, but I, I think he's had other issues like the broken thumb and things like that. So it's been nice to see that hamstring issue go away for at, at least a, a you know a few years time and 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 not impacting his play on the field if it has been bothering him. Um, you you do have to wonder with the bye coming up after the Lions game whether the Packers might err on the side of caution with a few players and and give them that extra week of rest. But whether they do that with Clay Matthews or not remains to be seen. I just don't have a feeling right now of, of whether the Packers will put Clay Matthews on the field or not. You know, um, I, I don't know what more to say. I, I just don't have a feeling right now. Maybe we get through Friday and see what he's listed on the injury report and see if he's, you know, listed as a practice participant. I know the team doesn't really practice on on Fridays per se. They, it's technically a day they... Mike McCarthy calls it their stay day where they do more things like rehabilitation and things like that and then instead practice more so on Saturday. Uh, but they still on the practice or the injury report, they do have to give a, 
you know, a, a designation had they practiced. So once we see that, maybe we'll get a better feeling. But for now, not really sure what they're going to do with Clay Matthews. Um, as, as far as the game on Sunday goes, just, just kind of a brief preview from me today. I, I don't really have an in-depth one. Uh, but I'll give you one key on each side of the football. So on on offense for the Packers, I think it's going to be key for the offensive line to protect Aaron Rodgers from a decent group of pass rushers led by Ezekiel Elliott, uh, or, or uh, pardon me, Ezekiel Ansah. I, I think I'm, I'm confusing him with J. Ron Elliott for some reason. Uh, but but also including Devin Taylor, and, and you'll remember last season in the last last meeting between the Lions and the Packers, Taylor had two sacks and a forced fumble that game. And, and then there's Kerry Hyder, who has three sacks so far this year. So between Ansa and Hyder and Taylor. You know, I I think that's a a formidable and perhaps underrated group of pass rushers for the Lions. I I think when you think of the best pass rushing units in the NFL, the Lions don't come at the top of that list, but maybe they are emerging a little bit with this unit. Um, So so I think it's going to be up to David Bakhtiari and company to keep a clean pocket. Uh, Bakhtiari frequently will line up across from Ansa, which is no small task, something we've seen in previous seasons between these two teams. And, and you know, I mentioned before uh, the last episode or two of Railbird Central that, that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have to work in the framework of their offense instead of bailing at the first sign of trouble, at the first sign of a pass rush, at the first sign of pressure. And so good pass protection could go a long way towards that. So, I mean, you know, maybe the toughest task falls on the shoulders of David Bakhtiari, but really the the unit as a whole uh, has, to, has to keep them clean. And, and that's going to be, you know, important for guys like Lane Taylor, who's done an admirable job battling through the first two games of the regular season now that he's kind of become the the full-time starter or de facto starter I guess it remains to be seen you know when Corey Lindsley comes back whether he can still hang on to that job but for the moment being it's Lane Taylor and he's got to do his part to keep Aaron Rodgers upright uh, along with J.C. Treader who you know I've said before is off to an average start the season uh, I think we can see better out of him. Not that he's played poorly, but we could see better out of J.C. Treader. And the right side of the offensive line's been good. You know, T.J. Lang and David Bakhtiari, they just they just need to continue what they've been doing. Um, but that that, I think, is the key for this offense, keeping Aaron Rodgers upright, giving him a long time to pass, uh, which he hasn't exactly had. Um the first two games of the year, albeit some of the the problems are on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders himself as he, you know, escapes the pocket and, and looks to make plays on the run, sometimes when he probably hasn't had to. Um, and he's got to find those receivers, you know, downfield. And they, they've, they of course, you know, there's, there's responsibility on the receivers too who haven't done the greatest job getting open. 
Uh, but you know, it's 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 up to it's a team effort in that regard. They got to get open. Aaron Rodgers has to find them. But it's all made a whole lot easier with good pass protection. All right, on the defensive side of the football in this game on Sunday against the Lions, I'm confident in the Packers' run defense, especially with the Lions facing so many injuries to Theo Riddick and company. So that doesn't have me worried so much. Even if Latroy Guyon is out, even if these young players on the Packers' defensive line have to play a big role. I'm I'm just I'm just confident in this unit, especially at home at Lambeau Field in the home opener, uh, that they can get the job done because you know the players around them will lift them like like Mike Daniels and company. I'm more worried about Matthew Stafford. So the key I, I think for the Packers defense is to put pressure on him and force him into mistakes. The, the receiving core isn't the most dangerous in the world with an aging Anquan Bolden and Marvin Jones and Brandon Pettigrew. Not, they're not aging so much as Bolden is. Uh, but this, you know, it's a group that has to be respected. Uh, but I think if you could put pressure on Stafford, the job will be that much easier. Uh, so I think the Packers are going to need big days out of the pass rushers that are fully healthy on the injury report. We don't know what we're going to get out of, you know, Clay Matthews and Dayton Jones, who thus far have not practiced yet this week. Uh, so it's it's going to be up to guys like Nick Perry and Julius Peppers and Mike Daniels. They're going to have to pick up the slack, especially if those guys are out and they're not playing at all. You know, this group needs multiple sacks, hits, pressures, hurries, whatever you want to call it, you know, from from that group that's healthy, um, you know, Perry, Peppers, Daniels, add anybody else that's healthy to that group, you know, uh, a, a J. Ron Elliott returning or a Kyler Fackrell who might play a little bit more if Clay Matthews is out. Anybody that's out there and healthy, they need good pass rushing performances. You know, obviously not every single down are they going to get a hit on on Matthew Stafford. Um, but, you know, just, just out there putting regular pressure on them. If they get that, that'll make it that much easier on the Packers secondary, who we know is dealing with depth issues back there. So that that's the key to this game. It, it has to do, I think, with the pass rush on almost both sides here. Packers defense getting a pass rush and the Packers offense preventing the pass rush. That's that's what I see the key to this game on this Sunday being. Um, if you want a prediction, I've got the Packers winning 24-17, winning by a touchdown, uh, which will be, I think, a step in the right direction. Per, perhaps not the margin that people out there want, Packers fans, Packers coaches, Packers players. I'm sure they want to blow out the Detroit Lions. But, you know, I, I just think coming off a loss, heading into the bye, I don't think you can complain with a, you know, a seven-point win. You just want to see progress being made coming in baby steps. And and you saw them lose a division game last week. So I think just coming up with any sort of win again in the NFC North 
is a step forward in that regard. I just don't think that this this Packers offense has been out of sync for a while. I don't see him fixing all the problems here this week uh, against the Lions. It, it helps that it's the home opener, and I think they'll be charged up to play in front of the home fans for the first regular season game this year. Uh, but that alone, I don't think can do it. I just hope that they improve over time, that they take a step forward today. And then they make some progress over the bye week. They maybe get a little bit healthier. The further removed Jordy Nelson is from injury, things like that. Certainly, I I hope will help things. Um, and, And he just gets better throughout the season. And so by the time the end of the season comes, I'm hoping the Packers offense is back to where we hope it'll be. How we've seen it to be in the past. Um, but I, I don't expect it to be hitting, you know, on all cylinders this upcoming Sunday, and that's why I have them only winning 24-17. But hey, a win's a win, and uh, that's what we're going to go with for right now. Um, the day ahead. All right, so last segment. Uh, the Packers released their final injury report of the week on Friday. And it's worth noting that a few players have returned to practice after a few weeks of being out. Um, You've probably heard this, you know, if you followed the team earlier in the week, but I haven't spoken since Wednesday morning, our last episode of Railbird Central. But, you know, the Packers special teams especially is going to benefit with both safety Chris Banjo and linebacker J. Rohn Elliott returning to action So that's a good sign for coordinator Sean Slocum's unit. And in fact, rookie cornerback Josh Hawkins also returned to practice. All three of the aforementioned players in the segment have been dealing with hamstring pulls. So it's nice to see them all back. Uh, Hawkins gives them uh, some of the cornerback depth that they've been missing since Sam Shields went down although Hawkins has yet to play in a regular season NFL game, so how much he can help is a mystery. Um, But when the Packers release their report Friday afternoon, we'll have a better picture of what maybe that 46-man roster will look like on Sunday. And we know they have defensive depth issues, but uh, we'll find out maybe who's playing, who's not, or at least who's doubtful and questionable for this game. So look forward to that. Injury report always comes out in the afternoon. Meanwhile, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy will hold his final press conference of the week at 9.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, That'll be streamed live at Packers.com as usual, uh, at least if Packers have fixed their technical issues, which they apparently had yesterday, but... uh, Apparently just a blip on the radar, or hopefully that's the case. Um, But yeah, if you want to hear from the Packers head coach for the final time before Sunday's game, this is the opportunity to do it. I don't know how much he'll have to offer on the injury situation before practice. Um, But um, like I said, final opportunity. So take advantage if you're so inclined. Packers game on Sunday... Um, this one will be televised on Fox at noon central time. Uh, I believe Tom Brenneman and Charles Davis are the announcers for this game. 
to catch it elsewhere, you know, Packers Radio Network regionally streamed live. With the only official way to stream it is with a subscription to NFL Game Pass. So those are all your ways to watch the game or listen to the game. So there you go. Good luck, Green Bay Packers, and that'll do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. Thank you to Dave Schrader of WBAY for joining us on the show. And uh, we'll see you again on Monday um, for another episode of Railbird Central. In fact, already got our guest lined up for Monday, Lily Zhao of WFRV-TV in Green Bay, who covers the Green Bay Packers, will join us to discuss the Detroit Lions game. So looking forward to that. Them. My call to action, as always, as usual, if you've not done so already, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. It's the one small thing we ask. The show is free of charge, no subscription, no paywall. So if you do us a solid, head to iTunes, search Cheesehead TV. It'll pop right up. Give us a a five-star rating and a brief little review. doesn't have to be anything long, but it helps us get word out about the show, which I appreciate because I think it's a service to Packers fans. So thank you to those of you who have, and uh, we'll see you later, folks. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll break it down all on Monday. On behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Kiribu. We'll see you later. I leave you today with a song called Best Feeling by Keller Williams and the String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records. See everyone. Go Pack Go. Tomorrow, I worry when tomorrow.